Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here are your hosts. The Big B. Coach K. And Bacon. And now for Pucks and Pints. Pucks and Pints Radio is now streaming on Alternative Twist Radio and Pulse Talk Radio and at PucksandPintsRadio.com. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. It's uh, it's great to be here. I, I uh, just want to add one more thing before we start uh, uh, going here, is that uh, we are coming at the end of uh, November to News Force Radio in New York City. You told us we couldn't be on CyrusXM. You told us we couldn't be on NHL.com, uh, the two biggest players. Uh, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, stay tuned because uh, Pucks and Pints Radio is definitely going somewhere. Eight episodes in, and we're already picking up steam. All right, let's get into it. We got a fun show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We got a brand new segment. We're going to try to mix things up a little bit. We're going to talk hockey. Uh, might not be talking. Oh, there's a pretty picture of uh, Bacon's keyboard. Uh, anyway, let's shoot it over to Queens, New York, and the yes. Big B, who I think is now sitting fourth in uh, fantasy hockey. Uh, I'm actually fifth in fantasy hockey, if we're going to be exact. But uh, that's okay. I'm two and two. Most of the league is two and two, so I'm okay. Uh, but what I will tell you one thing I'm very excited about is that for the next 30 days, thanks to a free trial on FUBU TV, I can watch my New York Rangers. There you go. And you got your jersey on and you're ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to go. I can't wait. Tomorrow night, Rangers Islanders, I get to watch MSG. I'm so excited. Ah. But... Uh, uh, let, let, let me throw it back up to Windsor, Ontario, Canada for the man that knows everything in beer. Someone's not unmuted. I'm not muted. I'm not muted. Oh, you're muted. Oh, Bacon does there not we know. Go. Yeah, I didn't know I could do that. So whenever Bacon gets under my skin, Big B, <laughs> I'll just hit the mute button. There you go. <laughs> All right. What's up, everybody? A little bit of a slow start there, but uh, glad to be here. I'm a little hot tonight. Did some reading before the show. The refs are making me mad. We got That's some good stuff go. coming up. There's going to be say. there's going to be some good stuff. Now, uh, we of course, I'm still drinking Labatt's Blue because I've been so busy. I haven't picked up any craft beer. I know Big B's still. Drinking that German Welsh shit. And uh, what do you got? All right. Well, we're into a new month. 
And uh, my wife and I took a trip out to Frank Brewing for, for dinner Saturday night. Great place. Did you uh, have the pizza, oh, by we, the way? We did. I had yeah. the barbecue chicken pizza. My wife yeah. had the Hawaiian pizza. We shared them. Love the crust on that pizza. And uh, I tried two new beers. So the one you had told me about was the pumpkin ale, mm. which was really good. I really, really liked that. Yeah, my wife, my wife enjoyed that. That was the only thing on the entire flight she liked. So you had told me that you, you like an amber ale, a nice red. Yeah. So they have a new one called Bigfoot Amber Ale. Okay. Guess where it I'm is going phenomenal. Saturday. I'm, I'm going to go grab a pizza at lunch. Uh, Isby, I don't know if you're out there, uh, but I'm going to go grab a, uh, a pizza at lunch and, um, and grab me some of that Amber Ale. Yeah, it is. It is phenomenal. I uh, I picked up some. I drank a bunch while I was there. I picked up some to bring home for the show specifically, and I I emailed uh, Shane, who is the 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 headmaster, the head brewer there, and I said, "Listen, man, I liked your beer so much on my dime. I'm putting you as the show sponsor this week. There we go. This stuff is amazing. Frank's Brewery in uh, Decumsee. I believe it's not yes. part of Windsor. It's a uh, just uh, outside the mountain. And by the way, guys, I keep saying it over and over again. For some reason, it's not Frank's. I would think it should be plural, but it's Frank. Frank Brewing. Yeah. Very weird to me. Anyway, it a, guys. It is a good red. It's very good. We've got some uh, some good stuff coming up. We've got Jay Vegas uh, coming up. We've got uh, Mike Jolitz and his ever-famous uh, sports minute from uh, Mullet Arena from uh, Arizona, but no one had really a hot seat, even though I'm feeling some heat uh, the past 24 hours uh, between you guys. Um, So instead of playing beat the clock and the hot seat, I thought I'd bring something new in. I thought we could, uh, uh, we could do a little thing. That's not the one I wanted. Uh, That's the one I wanted. What would you do? And this goes to you in the chat and those of you listening on podcasts and all the affiliates. What would you do uh, in a particular uh, situation? I know Bacon's got one, but I'm going to kick things off. There's been a lot of talk this week about a young player. And when I say Mitch, you all sit back because you think I'm going to fly off the handle on a certain player. But I'm not going to do that. Mitchell Miller uh, was a player that was signed uh, by the Boston Bruins on the weekend and then immediately released. Um, I guess he's a controversial 20-year-old defenseman. I never heard of him before. Uh, He was uh, convicted of assaulting a black disabled high school uh, kid in in his school at the time when he was 14 years old. Okay, so I want everybody to try and picture both sides of this story. Um, I guess he did something bad with the candy and the kid ended up getting uh, hepatitis. But from what I'm reading, uh, this Mitchell Marner, sorry, it's not Marner. It's always the first thing off my tongue. This Mitch (laughs) Miller uh is has been doing community work he's been working hard um he, he's been trying 
Uh, and then I'll throw into the mix, uh, boys, that uh, not too long ago, Montreal drafted uh, Logan Mayu, uh, who apparently raped a girl uh, in, I believe it was Sweden. I might be wrong there. Uh, but anyway, he's been signed, and no one's raising uh, no one's raising the roof over that. I guess my question is, on um, what would you do? Is did they do the right thing dropping them? Um, I feel as coaches uh, reform and, and 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 giving a second chance is part of our duty. Uh, it's what we signed up to do. Uh, when we did it, um, I don't know, Big B, what, what's the American thought on this? Well, whether you like it or not, we live in a new, a different world now. So things that you've done in your past, no matter how old you are, will come back to haunt you. And I try to teach my kids that all the time, especially my older son, watch whatever you put on the internet, whatever you say when you're playing video games, that lasts forever nowadays not like when we were kids we could do dumb shit and you know move on uh in this day and age from, from what i'm gathering is that uh, obviously the kid was disabled it was a it was a black kid uh there was uh, racial epithets thrown at him uh whatever he did to him as bullying and all that goes um what I'm getting, and from the interviews that I'm hearing today, Cam Neely came out and, you know, had this long apology. Uh, I was listening to Kevin Weeks talk, and it seemed like he didn't really go through all the community service and this and that. There were things that he never did that apparently have come to light since the signing. And Gary Bettman had already come out and said, you know, he was never going to, you know, be allowed in the NHL. But uh, Big B, while you're on that topic, very quickly, uh, uh, controversy on that is that the Bruins did do the NHL protocol uh, before signing. I don't know. I I, I don't know any I, of this. I I don't. And Cam Neely came out, and you know, his really long statement kind of you know contradicted that that they. He, Basically, what he said is they didn't do their full due diligence. And he was alerted to uh, new information that he didn't have previously. Now, he could just be blowing smoke and trying to cover his own ass by saying that. But, you know, what he's projecting is that new information that he didn't go through programs, he didn't do whatever he was supposed to do as part of his punishment uh, came out. And, you know, a huge backlash happened uh, overnight to the Bruins. Uh, so they released him. Internally, right? Internally football. from their own superstars. Yeah, their locker room was against it as well. You know, Brad Marchand came out and Patrice Bergeron came out with statements saying that that's not the culture they have in the Boston Bruins locker room. That's not the type of person they want in the Boston Bruins locker room. That's not what they've built over the years being in that organization. Uh, so I'm... I personally, if I was running the Boston Bruins, I wouldn't have touched this kid with a 10-foot pole. You're just asking for what just happened. No matter, Even if he went through all the protocols and did everything, that sticks on you like, you know, like flies on shit, basically. That will stick on that player forever. I don't go near him. I don't know. I want to turn to Bacon here, uh, another coach. Um I always said when I was coaching in my days 
uh, over at Riverside. Uh, this is a bad kid, they'd say to me. This is a bad kid. Now, I'm not saying any of these kids uh, did anything as extreme as this, but I would always say, give me the bad kid. Um, I'll, I'll take that kid in my room, and, 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 and I'll reform that bad kid. Um, I, I, I'm just really torn. So what happens now? The kid gets a job at uh, Burger King because he can't play hockey. Uh, do we boycott Burger King now uh, because they hired a bad kid? Uh, I, in my heart of hearts, and, and maybe that's a downfall of me, is, is, is I feel we can reform bad kids. Bacon? Yeah, I think that's the part that, you know, Big B, you hit it right on the head. We're, we're in a, a society now where... You go out and do something and something happens, something goes wrong, whatever it might be, whether it's to this extreme or, or even something, you know, not quite as extreme as this. But it, it, with all the social media, with everything else, it sticks with you. So at what point, you know, he was he was 14 when it happened. I don't know how old he is now. He's, 20, I'm guessing 20. He's, probably, what's, he's 20. He's 20. Okay. Yeah. So six years ago, at what point, you know, when you're 14 years old, do you think, one day I'm going to be in the NHL. I shouldn't do this. You know, no, you're a 14 year old kid. You, you make a mistake. Where's that line drawn though? Like, when do you say, okay, he's paid for what he did. But like you said, it's going to stick with him forever. No matter what happens. The same as, is if, is if I go out and, and get in my car after tonight's thing, after having three or four beers and smash my car up and kill somebody, that's going to stick with me forever. But at what point does somebody say, okay, you know, this kid's paid his dues. You know, I, I don't know. Like you said, he, it came to light that he didn't go through all of the, the protocols he was supposed to go through. He still has to work through some, some of that stuff. I I'm, I'm with you though, Ken. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of, and not just in hockey and sports in general, a lot of coaching and sports sometimes is more personality management and, and, um, knowing how to integrate certain kids into a room full of kids that might be different more so than just going out on the ice and saying, this is how we're going to play hockey or this is how we're going to play basketball or whatever the, the sport may be. Right. So I tend to agree with you though, B as the GM of the Boston Bruins, Somebody probably should have stepped up and said, listen, we should probably rethink this before we go through with it just because of the society we live in. But at the same time, the kid made a mistake at 14. Did he know he was going to be drafted to the Bruins when he was 20? Probably not. Was he really good at hockey? Well, maybe, but who knows, right? There's a lot of kids that are really good at hockey. So I think, I think it's so a real tough spot for them to be in, but. I guess, and, and, and that's a good point. Uh, that that's a good point, Melissa. You you can't always teach skill, but you can teach heart, and and you can teach. And I, I it always weighed heavy on me as a coach. But uh, what about this dude in Montreal? Like uh, he was eighteen or nineteen years old, and he he raped a girl over in Sweden. His name was uh, I'll call him out, uh, Logan Mayo from the London Knights. Um, they've since signed him. No backlash. 
no yeah, kickback. He, he got signed and then kind of disappeared. Yeah, but there's he, no he, backlash. There's no kickback. Well, that's that's it, right? He, he there was for a couple of weeks, and then he just sort of he just sort of disappeared after that. Nobody's really ever heard of it. So I don't know. Is this you know this this uh, incident with with uh, Mitchell, whatever his name was, uh, is this going to spark? More backlash on this kid? I, I don't know. And and I'm going to throw a bigger. Just I think it points to a bigger, just, just I think it you, to a bigger double go, standard. BB, when, just before you go, I'm going to I'm going to throw a firecracker in the fire, and then you it's over to you. What's going to happen when this Canadian Hockey League rape uh, thing comes through? It's destroyed uh, Hockey Canada. There's players. We don't even know their names yet. Could be a Chichuk. Could be a, well, no, he's American. Wouldn't be him, but could be a Pinto. Uh, could be some of these big kids coming up. What's going to happen? Well, that, I mean, that's a completely different story. But uh, getting back to the Canadians draft pick real quick, I think that goes to, that, that goes to a larger issue of a double standard as far as how you treat athletes when they commit a certain section of crimes or you know misdoings so a sexual assault or rape is obviously treated very differently than a racial bullying hate crime right so you're going to get and i remember the backlash was you know yeah like you said a couple of weeks and then it just disappeared uh and then everybody moved on when you're talking about race and and disability and bullying that's on the top of everybody's mind, you know, especially in schools and all that. So, you know, unfortunately, there's a double standard when it comes to that. Oh, he did the crime. He did it. He paid his dues. Okay, we'll let him play as far as the sexual assault and the, the rape goes. In this case, well, he did the crime. Uh, he's working through his punishment, but we're never going to allow him to play. I, I, I guess okay, my and, final and, question and, is, I guess, and what my biggest question is of you guys, um, who owns this? Greatest game on ice. We call it every week. We we, we tell everybody what a beautiful place it is. Uh, how, 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 how I remember speaking with a woman a couple of weeks ago. Uh, don't listen to this shit you're hearing uh, with Hockey Canada. Get your kid in. Get that kid playing. There's a lot of great coaches out there. Um, there's a lot of great people involved in the game. Who owns this? Who fixes it? I think it falls to... The accountability falls to the kids that are coming up through these programs. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about... Well, I, I am talking about every kid that plays hockey in Hockey Canada, let's say, for instance. Or... USA hockey or Swedish hockey or Danish hockey or whatever. I don't, it, it's, it's tough to put into words. So you've got your kids at the minor league level, right? You got kids like, like my kids, like the kids that I coach, you know, they're, they're minor hockey players. Uh, are any of them going to go to the NHL? Probably not. But then you have your next tier. You've got your junior C, your junior B, your junior A, you know, your major junior years. And then your, OHL type years going into the NHL. As you're coming through these programs, the onus falls on the on the player 100% to keep their nose out of trouble and to realize that if I ever want a shot to play in the big time, I have to be on my game 
100% of the time and I have to be on the straight and narrow. I can't be going out and, you know, lighting a car on fire because I think it's hilarious and doing this. And I, again, I understand that, you know, you go out after a game, you go out uh, in the locker room, whatever, you have a couple beers, whatever it might be. But at some point, the onus falls solely on that player to fix and to be accountable for their actions going forward, knowing that they want that dream and they want that that end result. But as coaches, our job is to guide that. Like, I mean, you and I were both fortunate. Your kid's now refing. My kid went into coaching. Uh, uh, maybe we did some good things along the way. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd love to hear what you got to say. Pucks and Pints Radio on Facebook is where you can debate this. Uh, Bacon, you got something that's really itching your butt this week. Oh, my God. So, my kid started refing this week. And he did a great job. Loved watching him do it. Um, The thing that's really, really chapping my ass this week is the inconsistency of calls in the NHL. So... I'll, I'll, I'll preface this with, I get it. The refs are human. They make mistakes, whatever. However, you are at the highest level of play in North America. You need to be the highest level of referee. Two examples from, from the last two weeks that I pulled up. And three, three of the incidents happened this weekend. One of them starts the whole process. So October 17th, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Battling behind the net, gets mad, high sticks a player across the face, across the back of the head, gets a high-sticking penalty, a one-game suspension, and a $42,000 fine. It was 100% intentional. He didn't do it by accident. He knew exactly what he was doing. If you watch the video, you can see him get frustrated and just turn around and swing. Fast forward to last night. No, two nights ago. Kachuk. It's a high-sticking penalty in the crease. Piece of fucking shit. I told you guys. Hang on, hang on. It's a (laughs) two-game suspension. He's in the crease in play. Now, was it intentional? Maybe. Maybe, right? He's in a position where he's in front of the net. The play is live in front of the net. Did he have to swing his stick up as, as hard as he did? Probably not. But at the same time, did he know what was underneath Quick's mask? Again, maybe, maybe not. He gets a two-game penalty. So I don't see the difference between the two, right? You're, you're, in a, you're in a scenario where you're jockeying for the puck. Now, granted, Kuznetsov was 100% intentional. He should have been the one to get the two games, three games, four games, whatever. Kachuk, if you're going to give Kuznetsov one game, Kachuk gets a 10-minute major. That's it. There's no consistency between those two calls for a high stick. Uh, and you can micromanage this big B right down to penalty shots. Uh, I believe uh, Brad Marchand, uh, just go to the Toronto game, it's one that comes off the top of my mind, was given a penalty shot. No fucking way. A penalty shot is when the player has a, a, a chance to score. That's when you call a penalty shot if you're doing it by the rule books. Not a trip or something in the offensive zone. A penalty shot is when you impede a goal. Well, along those lines, was it maybe a week or two ago in the exact same game, Anaheim, 
and I want to say it was the Kings or it was Anaheim and somebody on either end, uh, the player going, uh, the Anaheim player uh, skating towards the, uh, I, and again, I don't remember, just state the Kings, skating towards uh, Quick on a breakaway, gets slashed from behind. Uh, and hold down. It was and a hold down. Yes. A hold down, yeah. It was a penalty. Not a penalty shot, it was a penalty. Fast forward, like a period later, uh, the Kings coming down on a breakaway towards Anaheim's net. A slash again, almost the exact same thing. Yep. That was called a penalty shot. Two different, uh, two different penalties in the exact same game on the same type of shot. And uh, the the goaltender for Anaheim was livid. I thought he was going to get thrown out of the game. Him and I actually saw him and the referee argue by the yep. net. The referee got very animated, you know, going over this, and he was livid that he had to face a penalty shot when the other one was uh, in the exact same game was just a two minute penalty. Now, my question to you, Bacon is in, in those two calls that you cited, what was the in game call? Were they, was a 10 minute major, you know, game misconduct for each or. Uh, yes. Yeah. They were both removed. They, they both got 10 right away and then they were out. That they was both it. Got, they both got 10. And then the, the player review board stepped in. I know on the Kuznetsov one, the, the player review board stepped in and said, you're coming for a hearing. This is what you're going to get. And they gave him a game and a, game and a $42,000 fine. Right. Chuck got his two games and that was it. Hey, and then there was the one with, uh, what's his name on Montreal? Was it uh, Josh Allen or? Um, Josh Anderson. Right. That's Josh my other Anderson, example. Yeah. So Josh Anderson smashes that was malicious. into the that boards. Was, almost, look, almost breaks his teeth. Look. When he gets you're, two games and it's a $60,000 fine. These stick ones are debatable, right? Because you're you're whacking, you're 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 steering. Sometimes you you know the velocity of your stick gets out of control. But these hit from behinds, they're malicious. Oh yeah, they're intentional. You have an option of not hitting someone, and these hits from behind are ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 those the, the, the next two that I got are absolutely brutal. One is the Josh Anderson hit on Petrangelo. That uh, I mean, that guy, he could have lost all his upper teeth. When his head hit the side of that, that uh, half board, it, it was brutal. Um, you know, and he got two games and a $60,000 fine. Um, plus, the, you know, the in-game, you know, 10-minute major and, and whatever. Um, the same night, Tanner Janot, he hits Ethan Bear. Uh, from St. Louis that uh, was playing Vancouver and, uh, and, and he smoked Ethan bear. He was three feet off the boards, hit him directly in the, in the numbers from behind bears head flips back like a whiplash Hel- helmet goes flying. No call at all. You know, I, no I agree with you. And, and we don't have time tonight because we're, we're rolling along. We got to get to other shit, but we could even start to go into uh goal reviews. It's it, it, it's just getting fucking ridiculous, is what it is. Um, what you see and what I see, I guess it's like any other sport. It, it, it's speculation, but when you, you're in a one goal game and you call a bad penalty or a bad you know goal reversal or whatever it is, man, I, I agree, Bacon. I think what you're calling for is consistency. And, and I'd be the same thing. We used to say that in minor hockey. Call everything or don't call anything. You send a message to the team. So if you're a ref 
You start calling crap right off the bat. The teams, the coaches, they're getting a message. Boys, tighten it up. They're calling everything. Or, boys, they're letting it go. Let's fly loose. Consistency is the key. Absolutely. And that's, you know, some people will say, you know, oh, well, you know, you see a whole lot more when you're watching it on TV than you do when you're on the ice. And I agree 100%. But at the same time, there is two linesmen and two referees in an NHL game. There's four guys out on that ice that should be paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. And I've, I I play the game, right? I coach, I play, and I watch it on TV. So I know how the speed of the game goes. And I know what you can see when you're out there and what you can't see. But at the same time, you, you have to, like you said, you have to be consistent. The and refs are doing too much of the this. Rules based on who's winning and losing. Even watch the NHL. It's not just minor hockey. The refs are doing too much of this. Yick, 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 yick. Do your job. Um, I don't but know I who this is. I mean, we got, we, makes me, we got Facebook user over here is having a land shark. Great drink. Tell us it's a uh, great program we have. All right, let's keep on top of this. Let's talk about superstars, boys, uh, before we go over to Jay Vegas. Uh, and I don't know if this is what Big B has something he wants to bring up with Toronto. And if this is it, I'm sorry for stealing your thunder. Travis Konecki, a uh, third-line forward, uh, went after Austin Matthews last Wednesday night. Austin Matthews backed away and skated, and Giordano came in in a professional wrestling style and talked him down. Are we paying this guy, or any guy for that matter, Panarin, uh, Patrick Kane, uh, Connor McDavid, are we paying these guys to fight? Big B. No. And, and and I'll give you a, a perfect example was was the Tom Wilson episode uh, when uh, he basically suplexed uh, uh, Panarin onto the ice head first and dropped down on Bushnevich. It became a WWF wrestling match. He dropped down on Bushnevich, suplexed uh, Artemi Panarin, and they had nobody to stop them. That's what led to Ryan Reeves being signed and and all of this and the regime change. Um, you don't pay these guys to fight. You pay them to score. That's And it's been throughout the history. Wayne Gretzky, he, he never fought. What do you have, like two, three fights throughout his entire career? No. Marty McSorley beat the crap out of people for him. You know, Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager. These guys are not paid to fight. They're paid to score. The other guys that are brought in are paid to fight. So Austin Matthews did the right thing. All right, you want to you mess with me? He'll take care of you. I have no I don't problem know the, with that. The problem is on the Leafs. There's nobody to take care of them. Well, well I, I think, think Giordano did a good job. job. And I think Riley, I think Morgan Riley did a good job shortly after that. I can't remember what happened, but there were guys stepping up. You might not be the toughest guy in the league, but you step up for your guys. Well, Giordano, right? He skated up and flying tackled them. Like it was, it was great to see him come flying in, but I don't know. Matthews is a big boy, man. Matthews isn't a Gretzky. He breaks you know, his Gretzky wrist again. Matthews he, is a he's a pretty hefty guy. He could throw a punch if he wanted he to. He could, but he's treated like every other superstar in the league. He Conor breaks McDavid his wrist again, Bacon, and you've got no playoffs at all. That man and the newly revived John Tavares and Wee Willie Nylander are your team. He has no business fighting at all. I just think... I don't know. I think if you're going to dish it out, you better be prepared to, to 
to stand up for yourself a little bit. Sidney Crosby gets away with it. Sidney Crosby roughs up. You know, guys like that are for. But at the same time. But but something like that, you you know, know, if it gets too, like if Austin Matthews just starts taking liberties on other players saying, oh, uh, Wayne Simmons is going to back me up. I can do whatever I want. That'll sort itself out inside the locker room pretty quick. Because it'll come to a point where Austin Matthews will take liberties and ain't nobody going to come to his aid. Yeah, he'll they learn won't really stand quick. up for him, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He'll learn really quick. You know, 99% of the time, that's not going to happen. I think he's getting pissed off. He's getting hacked. He's getting checked. And, of course, they're going to shut this guy down. He's just getting pissed off. He's throwing body checks. There's another person on that team that I'm convinced is a woman, and um, he needs to toughen up a little bit. Lives rent free in your mind forever. Holy crap! I sent you guys a picture. He has a boyfriend. Um, That's obsessed. I'm not obsessed. I, I, that, that that person is unreal. He's poison and should go on Robot Eye Island. You had something else with the Leafs. Was it on topic or what do you got before we go to Vegas? No, it had nothing to do with any of that. Uh, what I had from the Leafs was uh, um, so last week. Uh, Barry Trotz had an interview where he said uh, he's not ready to come back to coaching, but uh, an original six team would intrigue him. He, he would like to coach an original six team one day. Uh, so that led to speculation all over the place. Rumors went flying. Uh, the only original six team that's not solidified in their coaching, supposedly, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. So my question to you, uh, to both of you, since you're big Leafs fans, is uh, one, is Sheldon Keefe on the hot seat right now? Yes. Uh, two, if he is and, you know, ultimately they make a move midseason, uh, would Barry Trotz be a good fit? Or who would you consider, if not Barry Trotz, who else would you consider to be a good fit to coach the Leafs? I'll tell you right now, goodbye, Austin Matthews. Um, he would not play well under Trotz. I love Trotz. He's a great coach. Is Sheldon Keefe uh, on the hot seat? Absolutely. But let, let's let's look at another couple teams. Uh, Lindy Ruff over in New Jersey. They were screaming for his head after three games. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Boudreaux in, in Vancouver. Now the poor dude in, in, in Pittsburgh who's coached more games for the Pittsburgh Penguins than anyone. Uh, I, I was hearing the other day. Uh, look, you want to get on the coach when the team leaves, loses. I get it. But you better damn well be giving credit to the coach when the team wins. Okay? Keith made some line changes yesterday with a tired team, with a third-string goalie, and it worked. You're on his ass when he's losing? Great. You better give him some credit when the team wins. Because if it's, if it, if it's the coach's fault when you lose then he deserves a little credit when you win. That guy led the team last year in his first full season to a record-setting points. Haven't won a playoff series. I'm not sure I want to give up on the guy. The team seemed to rally back around him in all the interviews and has high things to say about him. He's in the hot seat. I'm not sure he's the guy. I think you got to go two above him, and I think Shanahan's the guy you got to get out of there. But anyway, yeah, I don't. 
I know he's he's Dubis's guy, right? So he's not going to go anywhere until Dubis goes somewhere. I don't know if Shanahan's got to go, but I think this is my and, and I made this point uh, just real briefly last week. I hate teams that have a management group and don't have an owner. So let's take the the Patriots in football for example, right? You got Robert Kraft. He's the owner. He sits in the box, and if he doesn't like something. He marches down to the field, pulls the, the coach aside and says, all right, listen, bub, either change it or find a new job. With a management group, you don't really know who to be to accountable to anymore, right? Like you've got Shanahan up there overseeing some things and you got Dubas doing his job and then you got the coach and there's nobody up there, one single solitary individual saying, you know, we're losing games and people are mad and our superstars aren't performing and this and that. I need to go down and rattle some, some feathers. You know, it just doesn't happen. So I, I think I agree. He's on the hot seat, 100%. But you're right. They've picked it up the last three or four games, and they're starting to come back around, right? They're starting to, to, to look like they're, you know, really concerned about losing and, and whatnot. And, you know, the Johnny T has stepped up, and he's, uh, he's performing better now than he has, I think, in the last couple of years at least. Um, they're, 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 by the way, in second place right now. Tied yeah. with the Red Wings, yeah, and that's and that's the tough part, right? We're we're twelve to thirteen games into the season, and we're already, you know, oh, this guy should be fired, that guy should be fired. You know, it's flying around on the on the the big name shows and stuff like that. Like, oh, is this guy in 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 trouble for his job? And is is this guy going to go out? And then, you know, I I I think my my opinion of the whole situation is you give the guy until after the U.S. Thanksgiving. If things don't turn around by the 27th or the 25th of November, then you got to look into making some changes. Here's 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 another question. You're you're in the intermediate stage, right? Where you're starting to just feel together and get back together and and whatnot. Here's another question. We got to get to Jay Vegas real quick here, guys. But who do you blame? The GM forms the team. The coach works with what he has who's to blame not just the Leafs I mean on any team the GM gets the players the coach works with what he has I think the coach has got some say in there though they, they, they have to go to him and say what do you think about this guy how do you think he fits into your program how do you think he you know does this or that I, I agree. And the, and the coach is in the locker room day to day. So if there's anything going on, like I had, I had mentioned a week or two ago where uh, he came out and said the, the Leafs uh, didn't lose confidence and Sam Sonov uh, completely contradicted him and said, yes, they have. That's a locker room issues going on. That's not a GM issue. That's a coach player issue. So I think it's, I think uh, if you're getting players that aren't, you know, aren't uh, exceeding ex- or meeting expectations, that's a GM. There's a locker room issue, that's obviously on the coach. And I'll tell you something right now. I, these are not little boys. And uh, Bacon hit it right on the head. Who's the guy uh, standing on his head right now? Who's the guy leading the team? Uh, Johnny T, Johnny Toronto, is, 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 is taking this team on his shoulders and doing amazing. And that's what you need character inside of a room, not just a coach. 
I mean, Cassidy was poisoned in Boston, but look what he's doing in, in, in Vegas. I don't know. That's just food for thought. Anyway, guys, let's mute ourselves. Uh, great conversation so far, but we need to go to our good buddy, uh, Jay Vegas, and, uh, and his picks of the week. Welcome back, hockey fans, to Jay Vegas Picks of the Week. Welcome, uh, beer fans, to Jay Vegas Picks of the Week. Sorry I'm late with the picks, guys. It's the time change this week. It really screws me up. I don't even know why we do this. Um, also, remember, Big B, in six months, when we turn the clocks ahead, you can have sex for an hour and two minutes that night. That counts. On to the picks. Uh, Kenny wanted me to talk about uh, the odds for other teams, certain teams, teams that we've covered earlier in the season to make the playoffs or to win the cup. Um, firstly, Vegas. Uh, you asked about Vegas, and I believe Vegas was uh, to make the playoffs. They were minus 300, basically. That means you got to put up $300. If they make the playoffs, you only profit $100. Right now, if you put $700 on Vegas to make the playoffs, you're only getting 100 so the odds have plummeted. If you were going to take that bet, you should have taken it. When I told you earlier in the season, or before the season started, basically, not now. Vegas is on a seven-game winning streak, so their odds have plummeted. There's no value now. Wait until they go on a losing streak, and then might, you might get better odds, but you may not get any better odds than you were going to get preseason at minus 300. Boston is relatively the same. Uh, Boston, I think, was minus... 600. So if you put up $600 in Boston to make the playoffs, you'd only get $100. Right now, you have to put up $1,400 to make $100 on Boston to make the playoffs. Again, one of the hotter teams in the league, so the betting public is on them and your odds are dropping. Uh, the bit that we sprinkled on Buffalo at 40 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, Buffalo is still 40 to 1, so really no movement there. Um, I think what you're looking at at this point is taking teams that have not got off to a good start to make the playoffs or to win the Stanley Cup. Because like I said, you want to get the higher odds. You don't want to be betting these lower odds. doesn't make any sense. Um, I think what we're going to go with for the pick of the week this week, uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid in 12 games have 48 points. They're firing. Last week, we were on the Oilers to beat Nashville, and we hit them. We actually won 7-4. to four. We never swept that game. Nashville really didn't show up. And I never really do this. I hate to do this. But uh, I don't go back to the well often, but we're going to go back to the well this week. We're taking Edmonton Oilers again. Um the Edmonton Oilers are playing the Washington Capitals. And uh, I'd like to take them by two goals. You can get that puck line minus one and a half goals. So they got to win by two. Let's just play it safe. You're getting on the road the Oilers at minus 110. So we're going to take that, that basically even money on the Oilers. Also, Kenny, you wanted me to talk about the Eagles and the Eagles... What are the odds in the Eagles to finish the season undefeated and win the Super Bowl? 
Uh, I don't know any books. I haven't found any books that offer that action. So I really couldn't tell you what the odds are. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Uh, if the Eagles remain undefeated going into the final three or four weeks of the NFL season, they're going to have everything wrapped up. And they'll probably have home field wrapped up. And typically, when you're in that situation, you rest players, you rest your good players, and you become less likely to finish out the season undefeated. Um, so if you're going to take, if you're ever going to bet against the Eagles this season, and they look amazing, you're going to want to do it near the end of the season, where they're not going to be playing players. You might see the backup quarterback in the first quarter. Who knows? That's when you're going to want to do it. That's also why it's hard to ride out the entire season undefeated. Uh, I mean, we're not going to, I'm supposed to be wearing these. Not the only guy on pucks and pints without glasses now. Um, it, I think the odds right now you're getting the Philadelphia Eagles at five to one. If you want them to win the Super Bowl. I mean, if you can find better than that in any other books, I would say take it. But uh, I, I wouldn't bet against the Eagles to finish the season undefeated. Uh, I don't even know what I would bet on the Super Bowl right now, but they're looking good. Um, all right, that's it, folks. You know what? Big B, before I take off, uh, Kenny and Bacon and I up here in Canada, we're playing the lottery for a measly 40 or $50 million dollars. I heard that Mega Ball hasn't been won in almost a month now, and it's 1.9 million. So by the draw on the seventh, it's good, sorry billion. It's going to be a two billion dollar pot. Big B, you got to get me some Mega Ball tickets. Get me my piece of two billion dollars. That's insane. Remember though, you got to pay taxes on that. Up here in Canada, we don't pay any taxes. Edmonton Oilers over the Washington Capitals tonight, late game. Book it, folks. That's your action for Jay Vegas' Picks of the Week. Good luck. Jay Vegas, not only giving me uh, advice for betting and buying lottery tickets, but uh, coaching him on his sex life uh, once we change uh, the clocks again. I'm very appreciative that he was he he mentioned me a lot this week. I, I'm quite excited by that. Uh, Jay, yes, I will. Uh, it's one point nine billion dollars is the Powerball jackpot uh, right now. Uh, and I will uh, be getting tickets so we can discuss financial gains if and when I win. All right, guys, uh, I wasn't going to do this, but I am uh, because we still got to fit in the uh, Mike Jolitz uh, Sports Minute. Uh, so we are going to play it. Uh, everyone seems to like it. So um, uh, why don't we go here? I can't find it. I don't know where it is. That's my problem. While you're looking, I'm more interested to hear about this 62 minutes of longevity you got there, Big B. Is it yeah, uh, with the strength come from the hair or what, what's the deal? The with heat this? is on. Time is running out. Time to play. Beat the clock. Like Samson. This <laughs> and this. Like Samson.
yeah, we we will we will talk about Big B uh, beating the clock in his own house in another time. <laughs> um, but that's a different show uh, that we also do. Uh, I'm glad you love this segment. We love it too. Um, we're trying to mix things up and make it fun. All right, Big B, over to you. The time is now. Uh, your division, the Metropolitan yeah. Division, mm-hmm. the 9-3 and three New Jersey Devils. I called them in the preseason. They're a young team. they got a lot of talent. They're winning. Their goaltending is questionable. Are the Devils the replacement for the Capitals or the Penguins? You're on the clock. Uh, no, I don't think so. They have they've had early season success, but their goaltending is a hindrance on that team right now, and they're still very young. I don't think they're a replacement for the uh, the Capitals or Penguins. Uh, what I would look at realistically is the Flyers to be the replacement at going into the season. Uh, Tortorella can coach a team; he kills teams eventually, but he can get that team uh, going get them into the playoffs. I would look for the Flyers uh, to replace over the Devils, even though the Devils have had very early success. Great job. I had to play that, even though you beat the clock on that one, uh, Big B. Bacon, over to you. I mean, we've got a few teams. You know, everything was on the Leafs uh, when, when they crapped the bed going on the West Coast tour. But We've got a few teams in serious trouble here. We got the Blues, we got the Sharks, and we got the Penguins. Um, if you want to throw the Canucks in there, you can as well. I was going to say, I was going to add the Canucks if you weren't going to say them. Who's who's the first team to blow up and, and do a oh, fire boy. sale? I mean, it was funny because we were talking about uh, Chicago getting rid of everybody, but here we go. What do you got? Um. If we're going to go the fire sale route, I think you're going to see I think you're going to see the Blues be the first ones to go that way. Um the Sharks are admittedly um I don't want to call it a rebuild, but they they're they're suffering. They they've got everybody on the block right now aside from Thomas Hurdle. Um so I mean everybody else is in there and you give them an offer, there's a there's a chance they're going to go. Uh you know, no big deal. Um the Canucks, however, uh, they started looking real good, and then they decided to blow another multi-goal lead on the weekend. Here, um, there was an interview. You know, Miller came out and said, "Look, man, that's kind of on me. I flubbed my penalty shot or my shootout." Um, you know, they don't look good. They really don't. But I think if uh, if you're going to go the fire sale route, I think uh, the Blues have the most to, to offer and the, the the most to lose at the same time. I'm only buzzing you because I want to get two questions in. One's for the Blues and one's for the Sharks. Um, Big B, over to you. The San Jose Sharks, your guy, the last guy you picked in the fantasy draft. Eric Carlson, he he's back again now that Bernsey is gone. Is there anyone that can take that contract? Is there anyone that will to win a Stanley Cup? even at a discount. Is Carlson the hottest commodity on the market? If he were, if, if it was right now, absolutely. 
I, you're talking in our fantasy draft. He was the very last pick. Now, pick number one sixty. I picked him. He is the the number one defense scoring defenseman in the NHL right now, over Kale McCarr and and Yossi and Adam Fox and all of that. Um, at the trade deadline, I I believe uh, <clears throat> I believe San Jose is going to be the first one to blow things up. Uh, David Quinn's not a good coach. We, I lived with him for years here in New York, um, uh, and and Greer is going to just want to rebuild rebuild the team. So I think they're going to be the first ones to blow up. I think uh, uh, um, uh, Carlson will be a very hot commodity at the trade deadline for any team that's trying to make a push in the playoffs. Defense uh, just to add to that question, and I, I know I'm not, I'm not allowed to do that during this segment, but who are the top three at the deadline? You got 10 seconds. Oh, the top three players at the deadline? I, I mean... I could have Carlson for Carlson as of right now, Carlson would be number one. Um, yeah, Vancouver's going to blow things up. You look and maybe they move JT Miller, even though they just signed him. Um, I don't even know who would be number three. Nobody said Patty Kane. Uh, Bacon, over to you. Beat the clock. Uh, you're the goalie guy. Uh, why don't you tell us? Uh, you, you said St. Louis is going to blow things up. Tell us about Jordan Bennington. Uh, he's 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 like doing all this crap. That little bump he did on the Islander goalie the other night. Come on, Bacon. What's going on with Bennington? Do they need to dump this guy? Is he poison? Uh, I don't think he's poison. I think he's just a little. I, he's got some anger issues, man. Like he came out and he played really really well three four years ago, and then he had uh, last. I want to say the last season and a half. This guy has got something going on. I don't know what it is. There's nothing's come out. There's no, you know, marital strife or anything like that that's been out there. But this guy, he is pissed off at everybody for some reason. And I agree. I, you know, I, I see exactly what you're talking about. He, he skated past the bench at the intermission. And uh, somebody said something to him on the the Islanders bench or on the, the you know, the guys coming off the ice. And, you know, he just elbowed, elbowed past the goalie and, I don't know, man. This guy, I think he's a great goalie, but I think he has, he's got a temper, something fierce. He's got Hextall written all over him. Like he's just going to snap the Only because we want to get one more in before we get over to Mike Joel. It's Big B, uh, over to you. Uh, a lot of the talk this season, uh, we're looking at, uh, I think it was Jay Vegas or maybe it was one of you two. What is it? Uh, 49 points uh, between Dreisaitl and McDavid already. What are we looking at with these two? And and can, can I'm going to add a little thing in to make you rush through it. Can Jack Campbell and, and, and Jeff Skinner, uh, it's not Jeff. It's the other Skinner. Uh, save this. Uh, well, I think Connor McDavid is going to win the MVP. Uh, I think he scores 50 at least this season. Uh, Dreisaitl is going to be right there with him. Uh, and I've always said it. Jack Campbell is an upgrade over Mike Smith. They are going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Jack Campbell and uh, um, uh, what's what, what I forget. What's his name? What's the other goalie's name? Skinner. 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 I can't remember his first Skinner. name. Between the two of them, and and everybody's down on Jack Campbell. He's still five and three. 
He has a winning record. He's got an uh, 844 save percentage, by the way. But he's never had very good save percentages. He actually has I mean, a career only, of 912. I'm ready for you. Nice. He's actually had a career of 912. He, he's only had 900, I think, what, twice in his career? Twice he's a times. piece of shit. Um, he's always in the 800s. They can make a run. Connor McDavid's going to be the MVP and score over 50. Last one before we go to Mike Bacon, beat the clock. Is Calgary or Vegas the team that's going to challenge Edmonton this year? Oh, boy. I don't care which one it is. I think they're both going to be a great matchup together. Uh, I, 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 you know, being a Canadian, I always love to see the Battle of Alberta. I would love to see a lot of that. But something tells me the way Vegas is playing the way Vegas has gelled so far, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Vegas. They're going to. They're going to sneak up and uh, step up when the time comes, and they're going to be the ones to to rival it for sure. It's almost like Big B says. There's like a torts. He can do it for one year. Uh, I think that coach over there in Vegas, and he's got some healthy people. Uh, I know Big B's concern in Vegas is is the health of the team. Uh, but anyway, folks. We're running out of time, and we always make room for our favorite guy on the Sports Minute. It's time for... Now it's time for Sports Minute with Mike Jollitz. Hello, 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 pucks and pints. Hey, guys, Mike Jolitz is here. Hey, how the heck are you guys doing? How's it going, Coach K, Big B, and Bacon? Hey, guys, hope you had a really good show this week. Happy Monday, and um, it is now time for the Sports Minute. Houston Astros beat Bryce Harper and the Phillies in Houston on Saturday to become world champions for the second time. Congrats. I was rooting for the Phillies, though. Wisconsin Badgers beat Maryland. Ohio State did beat Northwestern. Notre Dame beat number four ranked Clemson and Army beat Air Force 13-7. Michigan slaughtered Rutgers and LSU edged Alabama by one point. Nice. In NASCAR news, Joey Logano won the championship out here in Phoenix. It's his second one that I didn't watch. In hockey news, the Vegas Golden Knights own the best record in the NHL. They are 11-2 and play the heavily injured Maple Leafs on Tuesday. And finally, in the Sports Minute, in NFL news, the Packers shit the bed again. The Bears lost to the Vikings. Buffalo lost to the Jets. The Sharknoles lost to the Seahawks. And the Buccaneers beat the Rams. Yeah. That does it for this, the Sports Minute with Mike Jolitz. You guys take care. I will be back next week. Choose ciao, and off eater sane. Well, 
there you go, folks. The uh, unbelievable Mike Jolitz and his Sports Minute. Uh Great to have everybody with us tonight, by the way. Listen, if you want to get involved in the conversation, if you want to be a part of the community, you've got to join uh, the Facebook group uh, over at Pucks and Pints Radio. That's all you got to search on Facebook, Pucks and Pints Radio, Twitter, and Facebook. Join us. We'd love to have you. Fastest 60 minutes in hockey. We try to cover everything. Not just the gameplay, things that are happening behind the scenes. Uh, guys, we got uh, about a minute. What's your closing uh, statement? Big B. Uh, I have a question for you. One word answer each. Biggest surprise so far, Boston or Vegas? Uh, Vegas. Vegas. There you go. Vegas. Yeah, I think Boston's going to fall. Um, anyway, both great starts. Both great starts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week on Pucks and Pints Radio. Uh, again, thank you for everyone that chose to uh, come by and listen, and uh, we'll see you real soon. Later. See you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel now and make sure you never miss another upload. This is Pucks and Pints. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.